Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to bring you our 100th episode. Over the past year and a half, we've had the pleasure of learning from sales enablement leaders from around the globe as they've shared expert insights for our listeners to put into action. To mark this occasion, we're actually going to take a look back at where sales enablement has been, where it is today, and what the future holds with highlights from some of our experts that have joined us. Let's start at the beginning with observations about the early days of sales enablement as a formal discipline. If you go back to the early days of sales enablement, or maybe even pre-sales enablement, um, in my experience, and having led sales teams for some time, it was really on the managers to figure it out. And I, I think that as sales enablement came on and got better and grew and people understood what it was, I've seen that there's been almost a shift too much in that direction where frontline management now are stepping away and being too hands off and saying and counting on the sales enablement teams to uh, ramp up and develop their reps. Um, and I think that pendulum's coming back in the middle, at least in my own personal experience, it's now coming back to center a bit where where frontline management realizes they ultimately have to own this. They own the number, right? We, we, can't, you know, we can't do that for them. And, and we're able to have more balanced partnerships. So at the time, I had stepped into the role where it was, you know, maybe six months uh, old, the, the function. So there was a lot of work to be done. Uh, and at the time, I would say a lot of my stakeholders, which often cases is, you know, frontline leaders, saw a lot of enablement programs as kind of periphery, like enablement was this nice to have thing. But when it came down to actually doing the work, sometimes that was the, the tough part, right? Because it's it could end up taking a ton of time. You kind of think about it as like the athletic trainer that makes people do things that they might not want to do, but are, are good for them. So for me, I, I mean, I was pretty sold and passionate about enablement as a field and bringing that to Top Hat I knew was going to help us grow and succeed as an organization and lead to, you know, better retention and win rates and all that good stuff. But I needed to make sure that everyone else felt that way too. Enablement hasn't fully emerged um, with its own voice, its own stance, and, and it draws upon so many sales-related disciplines um, that I think people are, are they're gravitating towards it. I think there's a general feeling of, I, I know I need this thing, but I don't necessarily know how or what aspect I need. Um, but I, I think this, the necessity and the visibility is only going to increase. Sales enablement is becoming more and more ever present. And more and more you hear companies establishing formal sales enablement programs. And honestly, the reason behind that is because sales enablement has started to get traction and companies are able to prove via a lot of the ways that we had talked about a little bit earlier in our, our time together with how you measure what you're doing from a sales enablement function and the challenges that really exist when companies bring on a new team or one person even as you get started to focus on sales enablement is first and foremost defining what truly is and isn't sales enablement. And it used to be that a lot of information was secret 
and hidden from customers and then sales would reveal it. And that's just not the case anymore. So now what are we doing to enable sales reps to meet the customer where he or she is and then actually move them forward, help move them forward in the process? So I think that's where a lot of like the, the needs around sales enablement are coming from. That and especially in the technology space, when you're selling a really complex product or a service, uh, there's there's an increased need for sales enablement material for for sales teams and marketing teams to help buyers get the right information that makes sense to to, to them. I think that um, we, ca- we seem to care about each other. So everybody I've come across is very collaborative, and the, le- the there seems to be less focus on this idea of you know, where do you report or where did you come from? I, I touched on it. Did you come from HR? Did you come from finance? Did you come from ops? I think we're starting to focus less on where we came from and more about what we're trying to achieve. Um, I also think in my experience, um, sales enablement is less, well, perhaps this is not fair, but it's moving away from just being the VP of broken things. We're starting to be more about the VP of, can we get some stuff fixed or get it done? And we're starting to have the right to say say no to an organization, to people within an organization. That is, uh, we're defined enough to say, no, that is not our remit now. Uh, this is why and how we're delivering value. And this is why I'm saying no for now anyway. Um, I think there are some really strong frameworks. There's fantastic proof points. And frankly, we've become a market. You know, there is technology now designed to sell into us. That means that we have budget in a way that we didn't have before. And, you know, as soon as you get interested in interesting uh, for for vendors, you know that you're a, an organization or a, a movement that is interesting beyond just what people are trying to do internally at their companies. Yeah, I think... You know, I think sales enablement, um, when you think about some of the tactical, tangible um, tasks that sales enablement has been, um, you know, made responsible for, it's mostly around training. It's around training on messaging, training on product, um, helping new hires learn, you know, how to sell that company's products and solutions. and where I think sales enablement is going is is more around um, deal coaching, deal coaching, and, uh, and and partnering more closely with HR and with marketing. Now, as sales enablement has grown up, what does it look like in organizations today? We're going to hear what our experts have to say. We move to a function that no longer is just concerned with the the knowledge and skills that are required by our sellers, but moreover, the environment that they exist in, the processes, tools, methodologies that they use. And then also the bit that probably excites me the greatest, the the motivation side. So the sentiment, feeling and emotions that are part of the everyday lives of sellers. I would say that it is much more data driven than it has been right up until now it's been very reactive i think that it's much more around maximizing your tech stack so that any face-to-face content that you have is going to deliver the highest impact to the business so that you know with resource constrained organizations you're really putting those people in the right places um i think that it's about measuring what matters so figuring out what programs you can build around skills and behaviors that you can baseline 
so that when you're executing the programs, you can come back to those metrics and track changes in those metrics. So I think that that's where we're headed. That said, it's easier said than done. <laughs> There's a lot of focus and a lot of uh, conversations around metrics, but you know, it's 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 a, it's a hard nut to crack. Um, I think we're in a situation now where leaders, CEOs, um, heads of sales organizations really understand the value and the strategic impact that sales enablement can make. And you know, where most of us who work in sales understand that. The pain is a huge driver for for many decisions, including you know buying decisions and org structure decisions and, and where you invest your money internally um, within your company. Um, I think that now sales enablement has almost become an aspirational type of investment. You know, most often when I talk to sales leaders, what their dream is when it comes to having a world class sales enablement team is to have that be the impetus for creating um, a, a best-in-class sales organization overall, and, and a selling team that has a reputation in the market of, of being the very best. Um, and so I think we've come a really long way in the last couple of years. For a successful sales enablement function, for me, it's about working with key stakeholders um, across the business, across the sales organization, product management, marketing. Um, and sometimes that goes into the, the research and development area as well. It's about it's about alignment to the business. Um, it's about agreeing what the priorities and the initiatives are, and then executing on those. It, it's not doing anything in isolation. It's it's absolutely hand in glove working with the business. Fundamentally, for me, I. Uh, boil sales enablement down to one thing, and that is changing sales behaviors. If you don't change sales behaviors, then you don't get different outcomes. And so that's, that's what sales enablement is all about. How do, we, how do we guide and change and shift the selling behaviors of the organization? How do we guide, change, and shift the sales behaviors of the individual sales reps? because that's when you make an impact and that's when you make a difference. Increasingly, buyers want a shorter sales cycle and just better experience in general. Um, so I think to evolve with that, sales enablement needs to double down on its efforts on educating reps around the buyer's journey. Um, but I would also caution against creating too much noise for your reps to break through. So I think really tailoring your sales enablement strategies to provide a lot more like specific plays and guided selling around things like deal velocity um, is how we'll really be able to make an impact uh, to our sellers going forward. And finally, while no one has a crystal ball, it is safe to say that sales enablement will continue to evolve in the years to come. Now our experts are going to share their insights into what the evolution might look like for enablement. So I think what we're going to see is like we are generally in society is that people now that are successful are the ones that know how to access information, not necessarily the ones that always know the information because information is changing quicker and quicker every single day. And you've got to be able to access that and remain on top of it because to be honest, by the time you learn it all, it'll probably be all be out of date. So the future of sales enablement for me is all around tools and access to knowledge. Uh, and I think we're going to see much larger um, sales pitches and much larger, state, lot larger stakeholder meetings as we go forward, uh, because that's what's going to be much more powerful and, and impactful for any clients or prospects uh, that we work with. The more specific we can get, I think also the more personalized things can get, because information is so 
available and so free in so many ways, people are expecting the experience that they get from a vendor or for any any company to do business with, business with to be personalized um, to them and to cater to their needs. And so I think it's evolving the sales enablement process to be more personal. And the only way we do that is to find the nuances and the niches that every sales associate and every sales territory has and be able to create custom visualization just for them to be able to uh, understand how to prioritize the communications we give just to them. So we're constantly struggling with, okay, what is scalable and what degree of customization can we still make within that scalability? Yeah, I see sales enablement really stepping into larger roles um, in creating seller systems. So if you've um, you know, you've been on uh, Forrester, seeing you know some industry information that uh, that continues to evolve around the sales enablement function growing, you know I think one of the one of the big trends is how do we have sales enablement professionals be more involved in building the systems that our salespeople use uh, within the organization, and that obviously goes beyond. CRM. And when you step back and think about it, it, it really makes perfect sense. You know, there's no one better, I believe, in the organization that's able to understand both the technology business requirement side of, of the company, as well as the salespeople, what do we need in order to be successful side of the company and be able to marry the two together in order to take a much larger ownership role in, and how do we bring those systems to life? How do we build and integrate those systems across, um, across the company? And so I think, you know, I think that's a major leap for, for some sales enablement uh, departments within, within organizations is, you know, how do we step into this world where now we're um, running projects where we have IT, we have sales, but the ownership of, of all of those initiatives is really led by us and our organization. I think that also gives you know, a continued effort around sales enablement um, becoming larger and more, you know, what I'll say is senior level roles within within the organization because we have such a wide ranging uh, scope with uh, within the company. And, and I think that that just means, you know, there are more and more opportunities for sales enablement professionals as we continue to open up new doors into areas within within organizations that we're able, you know, to help and, uh, and and lead projects. I, I think what is obvious is that we are moving to a much more virtual world, even in a semi-temporary uh, basis. Practices that we've relied on, you know, face-to-face -face events, kickoffs, trainings, those things don't happen anymore in that same format. So enablement people need to become increasingly adept at using technology that they have at their fingertips. We need to be able to deliver things in a virtual fashion. And those are harder to do. You know, it's wonderful when you've got people in a um, an event and you're able to deliver wonderful impact on a main stage and entertain people and have guest speakers come in and wow people with wonderful video and fantastic hospitality. But when someone's sitting behind their um, laptop as I am now, you know, how do you keep people engaged? It's really hard. So I think um, the two things I would say would be, or maybe that's three, you know, one is um, we're moving to a virtual world. Be prepared that um, 
virtual is is probably going to be the primary media at least for a few months the second thing is you know the use of the technology therefore in order to create experiences and then the third thing would be creativity creates those experiences so enablement people need to think really really hard and try really really hard to deliver that impact and that means amplifying everything metrics are going to become a core responsibility and part of sales enablement when a company is looking to hire a sales enablement professional being data driven is going to be a must-have and quantifying your impact is going to be just an absolute ultimatum. So I think it's so critical that we start to focus on those success metrics that tie to core KPIs and enablement's going to be a part of that. So when I talked about those shared KPIs earlier, enablement's going to have a seat at the table, but enablement's going to be responsible for showing, here's what I did that helped impact this core KPI. Now, every company is ultimately going to align to a model that they think is right for their business. And, and while it's early to predict exactly how sales enablement will evolve, I think that it will be key to continue capitalizing on building and strengthening skills moving forward, you know, cultivating a culture of resilience and of lifetime learning. And then by capturing what works and what doesn't now, We've put ourselves in a position to apply these lessons during disruptive events in the future. If there is anything that has been proven during this time, it's the need to be flexible and to adapt quickly, to be ready for what we can't see around the corner. And this is where sales enablement 2.0 can help lead the way. So from a corporate perspective, imagine, if you will, that you can take all of the programs that you've done with enablement that are being effective and really helping your sellers and make everybody in the company an enabled seller. You'll get unity, you get consistency, you build that culture of learning through the whole company. You can create raving promoters of not only the programs, but the company as well. Productivity goes up, attrition goes down. So there's no reason why the programs we run for sellers can't be modified. And that same approach that we use, use for the whole organization. Because when your whole organization is a seller, then everybody says the same thing. And it is, as I said, productivity goes up and attrition goes down. Thank you for joining us for 100 episodes of the Sales Enablement Pro podcast. We look forward to sharing the next 100 with you. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you want to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.